Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I want you to go with me just uh, just briefly. I want to I kind of bounce around a little bit because I want you to get this understanding of how powerful the Word of God is. Hebrews, let's just go look at Hebrews uh, chapter 1, and I want you to see this. The Word of God, the promise of God, the promises of God. Now, I, I, it gets a little bit, you got to pay attention, and I know you do. I don't want to complicate simple things, okay? And at the end of the service, you can bring your offerings. I know some of you guys got them. You can bring them to the bucket later. They do that later because of this separation thing. Okay, so just this for you guys here. This promise thing is where everything God has for you is laid up, all right? Just because Jesus, Jesus got it to you doesn't mean you're going to see it unless you release faith in the promises. So if you're going to have to have lasting, long change, life change, you're going to have to have the promises of God, okay? I put this in the, in the, in the, in the Passion Translation, and I want you to read this, and we're going to look at this, okay? Because this is what's so important. The promises of God were given to me and you, as a container. Now, let me show you what happened, okay? Now, just to say, in the beginning, God had a perfect world set up for you, okay? Perfect. Eating like condition. Harmony, peace, no problem, no worry, no care, none of that stuff. All lined up. Man fell. Man separated from God. God's got to get man back to God. He does that through Jesus, but now all those promises and all those blessings and all that good life is still laid up for you, but how do I get it to you? Because I just can't come in your life and do it because that would make me unfair if I did it for you and didn't do it for you, but I did it for you and I do some of it for you, but I don't do, so now we got to go get it through faith. So that's why the promises of God are yes and amen, but you have to have faith for the promises. God's been getting a bad rap. Why don't God do this? He can't. He needs your faith. Not because he didn't want to, but because he can't do it because that would make him unjust. God's not going to become unjust to meet the cries of humanity screaming out, why don't God? No, God ain't going to go down like, why don't God? Why don't man? So don't go thinking this is going to come through osmosis. I'm going to sit here, it's going to happen. It ain't nothing going to happen. That's why you got to get faith in the promise of God and change your life. You got to change your life. Nobody's going to take time to change your life, change your future, change your destiny, change nothing. You got to do it by faith. Amen? You got to do it with your faith. So this is what you got to know. Now, if people get taught this right away in church, you understand, this ain't someplace you come sit and just, oh, that's nice. No, you get educated to dominate. I educate you to dominate the earth because the earth's saying, that's not for you. No, I found it. And if I find it, I can have it. And if I understand the principles of it, I, gotta, I could work it and I can do it. Now, some people are going to go, this is going to be work. It's going to be work living in life without the promises. You might as well put the work in and, I didn't do that, and get the promises. You understand what I'm saying? That was your wake-up call. Hello. Amen. You, you pull that in, you got to get these promises. So this is what he's showing us here. Now, you got to understand the value of what Jesus was saying when he said it, because if we get an understanding, and oh, I get it, all the promises of God are yes and amen, you can have them. That's what I was trying to tell you from Galatians chapter 3. Now, I can't go redo it all, but remember Galatians chapter 3? Now, let me just show you something. Cursed, uh, come on, he said, Jesus says, Jesus Christ redeemed me from the curse. I'll break it down. Being a made a curse. You, you understand this? 
Jesus Christ being made, was made a curse for us, for curse is everything that hangs upon the tree. Jesus going to the cross took the curse of the law on him so he can give you and me the blessing. Okay, you got that? Now, the blessing's yours whether you want it or not. The blessing is the Ephesians 1.3, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places blessing. That's everything you need pertaining to life and godliness. That's all yours. Now, here's what I got to do, though. I got to know what's mine. The Bible says it's your inheritance. It's yours. See, if you don't know you got a right to it, you won't fight for it. But once you say it's mine, I'm going to go get it. This is what happens now. Now we start getting understanding through the word of God. Jesus redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me. So he hung on a tree and took the curse so I could take the blessing. Okay? Now I got the blessing. What's the blessing? Deuteronomy 28, everything in that package. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed when you come, blessed when you go, blessed in the storehouse, blessed up, blessed down. Any man comes against you, God said, I command the blessing to come upon you. I'll trot in your enemies. I'll beat your foes, stupid. I'll win every battle you got. I'm the Lord thy God Almighty, and with you, I got victory. Somebody say amen, amen. God's for me. Now, he said, now look now. He said, but if you want to partake of the curse, you can. How do you partake of the curse? You reject the blessing. You don't pick it up. You stuck the earth in a curse. This earth's cursed. You didn't know that? Ain't no blessing in that earth. You the blessing in the earth. You understand that? So now how do I get these promises over? Faith in the promises. Now you got to understand it. Well, where are these promises? Contained in the word of God. So you got to put the word work in. Everybody say word work. You got to work that word. You know what I mean? You got to work it. How you work the word? You young people, you start doing this now? I'm telling you, and let me tell you something. Don't listen to all this nonsense out there. Oh, this is, you don't, this is the only way to do it. There ain't no other way to do it. Everybody try to go around it, try to get it. Some of the, Ooh, you know, God's just going to do it. God ain't going to do jack you ain't got faith for. And that don't mean he's mean or goofy or weird. That just means he's a faith God, and faith is the only thing that pleases him. And if you need the exchange of faith to receive from God, then just get to faith and get the stuff. Now, that's, and that's peace of mind. That ain't just stuff. That's getting peace of mind. That's about getting victory. That's about changing your marriage, getting your kids to wake up to the things of God. I'm talking about getting, getting stuff you couldn't get. Man, when I got a promise, the potential and the power is in the promise. And if you got the promise, you got the potential, and you got the power. And people say, I don't believe it. Well, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm telling you it's true. Now, look at Hebrews 1 and 3. You're smiling? Come on, smile. This is how you get it. Uh, and I'm telling you, man, uh, it's easy. Just come in here, take notes, and do what I tell you to do. You ain't even got to do it long. Just say, I'm going to believe it. Just do it. I'm telling you, don't waste time. Just start doing it now. Start doing it right now. Say, okay, I see it. Look at this. Look at this. Let's start with one in one because I think one in one will help. Thanks. You're doing a good job. Look what it says right here. Throughout our history, God spoke to our ancestors by the prophets in many different ways. Revelation he gave them was only a fragment of, at a time, building one truth upon another. But to us, living in these last days, God speaks to us openly in the language of the Son, appointed heir of everything. For through him, God created. Now, I want you to understand this. Uh, it's a panorama. It's like a view of all things. Does that make sense? He's trying to get you to view. Now, you got to understand something. God, God said, God said that Jesus is the perfect likeness and image of God. 
We are supposed to be a partaker of the perfect and image of Christ. Now, how, watch this reference. How in the world did God get Jesus to become the perfect image of him? He gave him his word. He gave his word. And you want to know what's crazy? Jesus was born like a man. You know, the Bible said that Jesus was the seed of Abraham. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. You know what that means? Abraham gave birth to Christ through the lineage. Yeah, he did. He come like a man. Don't start, lose all this spiritual rigmarole in your head. Think like, Jesus came down here like some alien entity from heaven. He was God and everything. He got it like a man. So he had to renew his mind. He had to redeem himself with the understanding of who he was in Christ, even though he was Christ, which sounds wacky. But he had to do it. So what do we do? We look at the image of Christ, and we come, And when you look at the image of Christ, it seems to be impossible that I can be like him, look at him. He said, no, the, you can't do it on your own, but the word of God has the power in it to produce the image of Christ in you. And if you take that word and put it in you, you could do, like, I'm angry. You know what I'm saying? Because some of you are angry. I'm angry. Some of you are like, I'm sad. Some of you are like, I'm mad. Some of you are like, I'm glad. I don't know what your deal is. You got something going on. I'm scared. I'm grumpy. I don't know what you're, maybe you like your oatmeal lumpy. I don't know what's wrong with you. Sums up. But you better figure out what it is and go, okay, now how do I put the word of God in the spot to get me to transform to the image and likeness of Christ. It's the word. You can't, let me tell you right here now, you ain't going to get free from nothing without the word of God. Because sooner or later, you're going to go back. But once you got the word, you got a new track of life. So that's what I'm going to show you here. So let me read this because I'm going to take you to that James thing. Listen to this. My God in heaven, the sun, look at this. Look at this verse three. The sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor. My God, isn't that good? Dazzling radiance. Of God's splendor. Doesn't that sound good? Mm. That made me happy. He's talking about Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. He's the dazzling radiance of God, the exact expression of God's true nature. You see it? You see it? He said, who is? So he said, you want to see God? Look at Jesus. He'll show you who God is. Now you say, well, you know, Pastor Chris, what's that got to do with anything? A lot. He is what? His mirror image. You see that? He holds the universe together. And expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. My God in heaven, you better get that now. You know, I know, I know, right? We go like, we do this to you in the church, right? My God. You know, because this place is weird if you're not spiritual. So all you new people that are here, you visiting, you're like, this is weird. You're, you're, you're really the weird one. You just don't know it yet. Now, look, I love you, but I'm just going to tell it the way. I don't play none of this. Like, they, they invited me, and I don't know why I'm here. Because they know you're weird. But they love you enough to bring you into an environment that might freak you out, okay? So I love you. Let me just get it over with quick because some of you are like, I don't know what's up. Here's what it is. See, this is, see, watch this, watch this, right? So if I go to you, 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 you're new with this, and I go, you need to call things that are not as though they were. Now, the whole earth's telling you, that's stupid. I just call things the way they are. So let me ask you a question. If I, now we, we, we like to call things that be not as though they were. Come on, somebody, right? We call the things that be not as though they were. That makes us like God. Well, what do you do if you call it the way you see it? What's that make you like? Don't make you like God, I'll tell you that right now. So who's abnormal? 
You want me to do it again over here? All right. <laughs> so you you in the doctor's office, and he's like, I got I to tell you something. Go ahead, doc. Let it rip. <laughs> he tell you all this stuff. You're like, but I got news for you. I'm the healer of the Lord. Well, your x-ray don't say that. Well, you don't know what you're talking about. See what I'm saying? They think you're loony. They want to go put you in that white jacket. You know what I'm saying? Like, what in the world is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Look, I, I like the doctor. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? But get what I'm saying. You go to the bank and they say, well, you can't do it. They go, well, you, you got to check again. What do you mean check again? What is wrong? I call those things that be not as though they were. I don't call it the way it looks because if I call it the way it looks, God can't get into it. But if I call it the way he said it's supposed to be, God can kind of move in my stuff a little bit. But here's my question. Well, that's weird. So if I'm calling things the way God would call things, and I must be like, and if you call things the way you want to call things, and you're not like God, then who are you like? You like something that ain't going to work. That's what you like, bro. You better change your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, this is weird. You go to church, and the guys, like, call things that be not as though they were. It was weird. I came here. When I, went, I thought they were crazy. I was from New Jersey, man. I was like, you got to prove everything to me. I don't trust none of you people. First time we went, I got in so much trouble. My mother hit me. She tell the truth. She's in the back. She'll tell you. Me and my dad got in trouble. They were banging tambourines and falling on the ground and going off the rail. And I was like, these people are crazy. I started laughing. It was Easter. It was funny. And then I was laughing. I probably, good thing God didn't quit on us. Thank God he didn't quit on us. They started banging tambourines and getting all into it, like, boom, 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 boom. I said, bro, these people smoking dope or something, man. <laughs> this place is gone, man. These people drunk, high, or something. I don't know what they got, but I don't want it. Because if it make you bang a tambourine and fall on the ground like that, you can forget me. I ain't part of it. Now I am one. Because <laughs> you're weird. You don't know you're weird. You got devils or something. You're like, hey, here I am. And they're like, you got to go. You got to go. You can't stay. You got to go. So listen, right? So if God calls things that be not as though they were, and you call things the way you see it, then you ain't like God. So God, God, look, God's crazy. I told you a long time ago, God is crazy. God walks in the middle of the dark and goes, light, come here, and shot it out of himself. He didn't, God, look, you ready for some? God I'm going to say this. I don't know. If I get in trouble for this, God will correct me later. God has never spoken anything that has already been created. He only speaks things that have not been seen yet. So he's totally in a creative mode. So how in the world God going to go say something different than the create? So who you look like when you say what nobody else can see? Mm-hmm. Ha! I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who that? That's your daughter? She can watch on the thing, too, if you want. She got to she bump that. I got it right here on my screen. She's FaceTiming the whole thing. You're going to get, get you a tripod. You're going to get You got to, like, rock in, lock in, lock in, right? You understand what I'm saying? So he said that. Now, watch what he says in, watch what he says in Hebrews. Now, watch this now. Watch what he says in the King James and the Hebrews 1 and 3. He don't. Now, watch what he says here. Now, you got to get this now. Now, I got to get you to the place to change. I, I could change. Your life can, listen to me. You guys that are struggling right now with life, I could change anything. Not because I got power for it, but the word's got the power to change you. Amen. Look, at, look, at, look at Hebrews 1 and 3. 1, 3. Please, watch this. Because watch this. Watch this now. Who is being the brightness of his 
my God in heaven. He talking about the brightness. Now, see, you got to understand something. Now, everybody look at me. The life, now write this down. You will need this with note takers. His life, Zoe, is light. And the life was the light of man. We're going to go there now because God is light. Ain't no darkness in God. You know why you lost all those goofy friends when you lit? Because <laughs> darkness don't like light. They're like roaches. <laughs> and like roaches, you got bright and they, were, they scattered, you know what I'm saying? Don't lie, some of you know what I'm talking about, some of you don't know. You know what I'm saying? You put the light on them, everything go running around. <laughs> you say, what happened? They're like, what happened to you? The light went on. And when your light went on, darkness don't like light. You ain't even got to say nothing, but you're on. Look what he said here. Who being in the brightness of his glory, my God in heaven, and the express image of his person. That's Jesus, is the express image of God's, he is the person of God in the earth. You get that? You become the express image person of God in the earth when you follow Jesus. That's what you become. Boy, he said, he said he's upholding all things. Now watch this now. Not by the power of his word. Somebody say it. By the word of his power. He said not the power of the word. The word is my power. See what I'm saying? Nah, 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 nah. You ain't getting it. Meditate, marinate, saturate, get it. You got to hear it. He didn't say the power of the word. He said the word of my power. That word is the power. That word is the power. If you see everybody, what's the word of God? These people leaving this book like a coffee book on some table. That book's alive. That book's living. That book could change your life. That book could turn your life around. Say, so I don't know if I believe it, Priya. I don't care what you believe. There's power in the word. It's a living book. It's the only living book. Ain't no other book alive. Went to Barnes and Noble yesterday. The kids, we got to, you know, we were doing stuff and walked in there and there's all these books in there. I said, these are nice. I like bookstores. They make me happy. I like books. I like leaving them laying around, you know, just looking at them. But you know what? I was like, man, there ain't a living book in this whole joint. All, all that stuff is dead. That Bible's alive. It's living. It's a living book. You got to put it in you, amen? You see what he said there? By the word of his power. That book's alive. So now you got to become one with the words. Now, now everybody look at your neighbor and say, you got to be a word person. Word. Say like, oh my God, are you word of faith? What are you supposed to be, word of unbelief? <laughs> Goofy nonsense dipsticks out here. What kind of church you got? you got? You got one of those friendly churches? Are you relatable to people? I'm only relatable to people that want to find God. Amen. How in the world you, are you relatable? Are you guys relatable? Did you say comfortable or relatable? Because if you're comfortable, I'm not doing my job. You know what I'm saying? I'm very comfortable there. Then I ain't do my job. You know what they told me one time? How come on this? Because this atmosphere will force you to grow, change, transform, or run. And it ain't nothing we saying. Yeah, I got someone running. <laughs> they told me, they said, I, I didn't come. You know why I didn't come there? I said, I know. Yeah. Let's not talk about it, though. Yeah, because they don't want to hear it. Because conviction is not. Let me explain something about conviction. Can I help you? You ain't got to convict nobody with the words of your mouth. My atmosphere will convict you. I won't even say nothing. I'll just carry it in the room. I will make you uncomfortable if you don't want to live for God. That's not by choice or force. That's to help you. Because most people you get around that got more God than you, don't critique it. Go get it. See what I'm saying? That's how you change the way. See, my words can transform your mind, but my life can transform your whole entire being. See, this is how you train yourself. My words will renew your mind. 
My presence will transform your life. What's on me will get off of you. You train yourself like that. Great, man, I heard the best story. You know what's funny? You want to hear a good one? You'll like this. Preachers will love this. You young school kids won't know what I'm talking about. Okay, we're in a meeting, and Oral Roberts, they were all there, man. Everybody, all the big guys were there. Dr. Cirillo was there. Mara Cirillo was there. Oral, Oral Roberts was there. All these big liners were there. And Mara Cirillo, they looked at Dr. Cirillo, and somebody was like this, and they said, and they looked, and they were talking, and he said, he's here now. And Oral Roberts walked in the building. Nobody's seen him. He goes, he's here now. He goes, how do you know that, Dr. Srilla? He goes, I could feel his spirit. Amen. And he turned around, and there he was. <laughs> you carry weight in a realm. That's because you got word in you. That's because you put word in you. You put word in you so good that weight in you comes out of the atmosphere. The Bible said it's like an aroma. Now, you ain't repelling me. See what I'm saying? This is what you got to do. You got to get so much word in you. Don't just put, just keep putting it in the process. They tell you, why do I got to do that? It's the only way to change. The word could change you. Ain't no change without the word. Look at James 121. Come on. You know these scriptures. I'm just going to bounce around here a little bit. You getting this? You pulling this in? So I want to change. You got to want to change. And look, if you don't want to change, you want to grow or you want next level, you got to be word people. You got to be word people. What's the word of God? Ah, you know, but the Bible, but the Bible. Oh, don't give me the but the Bible business. Ain't no but the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. He said you deceive your own self if you're just a hearer and not a doer. We got plenty of time and patience, man. I got, you know, I'm really getting patience. I don't care if this takes 20 years. Let's be on a journey. Let's just get on a journey. Let's go do this. But here's one thing. Let's not say we don't know what to do. Look what he says right here. Lay apart the filthiness, superfility, the naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word. Man, you better get that. Remember I gave you that? What do you mean engrafted word? What's engrafted What's engrafted mean? You got your plant people in here? You engraft it, right? You take it, you engraft it. He said the word has the power within it to engraft in your soul. Remember we started this promise business? This is where your problem is, your soul. Your soul is your problem. Your spirit's perfect. Your soul's a drama fest. Your mind, your will, your emotions mess you up if you ain't careful. That's why I said hope. He said hope goes with on the veil, and hope does what? He said this is a hope's anchor of the soul. You get that now? Because I'm looking for promises. Remember we learned that in Hebrews? Now let me explain to you what that means. Hope goes within the veil. You know what's within the veil? The glory of God. The glory of God. Now, let me break it down for you so you get it, okay? Just so you see it, right? So he said, hope, I wish I had some rope or something. Next week, we bring rope. We'll tie people up or something. But now we're never going to get out of here. Now he's tying the people to the chair. My God in heaven. <laughs> Where do you want to be anyway? I'm funny. Imagine if you, man, I watch some of these preachers. I don't know how these people make it for 40 minutes. The Bible says, glory. I mean, I'll be gone. I couldn't take it. I got spiritual ADD. Got to move like a ninja. Okay, ready? So now there's a rope. It's a picture of rope, right? So I'm over here in life, and this rope goes within the veil. Within the veil, he said an anchor. That's what an anchor does. Within the veil is the glory. Now, the Bible in the Old Testament, within the veil, within the veil was the mercy seat. Remember they had them cherubs? Remember them dudes used to carry it? One guy, one pole. One guy, another pole. Another guy, another pole. You've seen it before. A gold little box, right? Got cherubim facing this way. The glory of God would be there. When they would make a sacrifice, blood of bulls and goats, they'd pour it on that box. It was atonement for the earth. Watch this, right? 
Bible said that 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 thro- that throne that 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 it, we called it an Old Testament. It was a, a mercy seat. Okay, is now the New Testament Hebrews throne of grace. You understand that? That's where Jesus is making mediation for me and you. So now let's picture it like this. So Jesus, like over here, he's with the he's with the. Let's just say it like this. He's within the veil, sitting down as a mediator. Where the what? Where the throne of grace is. Okay? So here's Jesus. He's chilling. He's at the right hand of God, hanging out. He said, you have not because you ask not. You better do a whole lot more asking, church. You ain't been asking for nothing. That's why you ain't seeing nothing. Right? He's sitting in here. What's up? He got that. Now he got that right there. There's mercy. Mercy seat is now the throne of grace. He said, in your time of trouble, come to the mercy seat. Ask for what? Or the throne of grace. Ask for help in your time of trouble, and he'll help you. He's sitting there, Right? The only mediator between God and man is Jesus. He's sitting there going, okay, let's go. This rope carrying you out, let's just use a visual, right? That anchor comes out over here. Here you are, holding on to the promise of God. You got this, bro. You hanging on. Promise God. You blessed. I don't look blessed, but I'm hanging on. You're healed. I don't feel healed, but I'm hanging on. My mind's going wacko. My will wants to quit. My emotions are up and down like the wave I'm in. Like the wave I'm in. Up and down, up and down, up and down. And I got one thing. I got a promise from that word. Said, you're well able. Pick your promise. I don't care what it is. He's blessed me. I'm highly favored. I got supernatural ability. I'm healed. I'm well. I'm whole. I got it. And now all of a sudden, while you're hanging on and the ways and time are messing with you, guess what starts happening? Questions start arising about the credibility of why you deserve what God said you can have. And as it starts coming, here comes the accusations of the enemy. Well, if you got it, don't sure look like y'all can see it. Well, if it's happening, sure don't look like God's moving on your behalf. Well, you know this, that, and the other thing. Well, look at this circumstance. Look at this situation. Look at the drama. Look at this stuff. But the Bible said that right through there, just as the enemy starts saying all that nonsense about what you don't deserve and what you don't need, here's Jesus, your mediator, sitting there. Now, I got news for you. You know what he did with his blood? He put it on that mercy seat in that throne of grace. Remember when Mary came says, touch me? He said, "Toucheth me not. He said, why? I'm going to bring this blood to the altar of heaven and lay it on there. And when you sit in there and that enemy tries to say, you don't deserve it, he said, time out. Excuse me, I'd like to interrupt this jury in the courtroom. Why that? He said, uh, I am, I'm an adversary advocate, or I'm, uh, uh, you know, let's just use me, because I probably keep him busy, amen? Uh, on behalf of Pastor Chris, I am his legal representation at the throne of grace. Yes, he is acting like a little bit of a bonehead right now, but thank God he's not determining his results based upon what he did. Let's look at the altar and see what the blood says. The blood says I'm forgiven. The blood says I've been redeemed. The blood says I win. The blood said I got victory. The blood said that devil ain't got nothing, and you just hang on, honey. Why? Because he's materializing what he said he can do because it ain't happening because of you. It's happening because of him. And it holds me in that promise. Hey, you know what you're going to start doing? Water skiing. Woo! Let's go. Ride it out. Come on. You got to hang on. But we don't put no, we don't put the trust in that word. Put the trust in the word, man. Hold that heaven's backing it up. It holds the universe together with his word. I need more than the word. No, you don't. You know why you need more than the word? Because you ain't in faith yet. You're still stuck in feeling. I got to feel it to know if it's working. 
I got to feel it. If I don't feel something, see something, I don't know if it's working. Hush your mouth. I told you what happened that one day at the Miracle Center. Every, every person at that Miracle Center thought I lost my mind. They're like, oh, God, he went off the edge. <laughs> I told God not to answer my prayers. I ran up and down, right? I said, don't answer my prayers. Don't touch me. Leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Don't do nothing. Don't do jack. I don't care what you do. I said, you know what? Don't even, I could care less what you do, God. You understand me? Out of my mouth. I said, I don't care if you answer my prayers. I don't care if you respect. I don't care if I feel it, see it. I could care less. I could care less. I don't, you know what? Don't do it. Do me a favor and don't do it. They said, what's wrong with him? I said, good. Because when you move the cloud of heaven and you look over the altar, the guard, when you look over the banister of heaven and move the clouds to go see what I'm doing, I'm still going to be right here believing what that book says no matter what. How you like that? God's like, I ain't the one trying to keep you from this stuff. But that's where you got to get to. I heard Kenneth Copeland say something one time. He said in the beginning of his life, he said, I wanted to see Jesus. And Kenneth Copeland said this. I'll never forget it. So I don't remember a lot of things, but he said this. I remember a lot of preachers' stories, though. I don't remember a lot of stories, but the Copeland said. He said this. He said, God told me, he said, if I reveal myself to you in sight, you will set back your faith at least 10 to 15 years. I said, I never want to see you a day in my life till I get to heaven, Jesus. <laughs> You know how people want to have an experience? I want to see the Lord. Ken Coleman said, it'll set my bet. I said, what did he say? He said, he told, he told, prayed about it. He goes, the Lord spoke to him later on. He said, it'll set your faith back for 10 to 15 years. I said, don't ever show up, please, sir. <laughs> Stay there in heaven until I get there. We'll be fine. I'll meet you. We'll spend eternity together. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Come on, I got to get going here today. I told you I was going to got to go. But, so listen, but I ain't going yet. You got to get the end of this. God, give me this 10 minutes here. Ready? Write this down, John chapter 1. Read this with me now. Now, you pulling this in? Everybody say, I got to be a word person. You got to be a word person. You understand this? You got to be a word person. Because if you're not a word person, you're going to leave too much on the table. It's got to be word first, word only. Does that make sense? You can't go by what you see, guys. You can't go by what you hear. Now, I'm going to show you how to do it, okay? Look what this is. Now, let me read this to you, and then I'm going to show you how to do it, and then you know how to do it now because we've go on, we're going on a new series next month. So we're out of these promises. We can't stay here forever. We've been here a while. I mean, we could, but God knows I'll probably preach what I want anyway. In the beginning was the Word. Now, you got this? <laughs> In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. He's talking about Jesus. And the Word was God. Keep going. The same was in the beginning with God. Saying Jesus, right? All things were made by him, and without him, now this right there. You know how I always tell you things are subject to change? Guess why things are subject to change? Things are subject to change to the person that created all things. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing made. So he, what I'm telling you is this, if he made it, he can change it. And if you got the word, you can change what he made. Come on, somebody, you better get that. That's why this stuff works. How can I change? You can't change. Now, human wills, they're a nightmare. But bottom line is this, you'll still have peace even though they're crazy. Come on, right? In him, did you get that? 
You need to see that? You know what that means? He made it. If he made it, he could change it. I didn't make it. He made it. And if I get the different substance, he could alter what he made. Come on, man. I can make new things. Ready this? And look at this. Look at this. In him was, and the life was, you better chill out now. He keeps talking about life and light, life and light, life and light. Right after this, we're going to go to that second Corinthian scripture and let him see it right after I finish it. Light and life, light and life. He said, the light is Zoe. The life of God is Zoe. What's Zoe? Z-O-E, the God kind of life. What's that? That's in your spirit. Once you got Jesus, you got light. Once you got light, darkness got expelled. Once you got light, everything's illuminated. This is why you can't just think upon what you want to think upon because you're a walking projector. Your spirit life is a walking projector. That's what happened with the children of Israel. We, 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 we are grasshoppers. That light just keep everybody, man, I'm, the lost people got this stuff working for them like this. It's the meditation of the mind creates the consistency of the continuity of what you understand and what you can see and have capacity to do, which means this. Light in you projects a picture for you, everybody else to see. You get the wrong picture, guess what? You get the wrong outcome. Is that okay? You got to get the right picture. You see this? And the light was life. And the light shined in darkness, and darkness comprehended not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Oh, why did John come? He came to be a witness of the light. Why don't they just call him Jesus? Because he's explaining to you that Jesus is the light. Why is light so important? Because whatever picture you put in front of light, light has what? It polarizes it. It makes it come to pass. Correct? You know, some of you smart people understand photosynthesis and all this stuff, the science. I don't understand all that, but God put it all in place. If you put an image in front of something long enough, you put light behind it, it will create itself. It'll create the image. It'll polarize. You know what TV is? Billy, you probably know better than me. It's all pixels, right? That's like how many pixels in that thing? Billions of pixels or millions of pixels, all little light dots, and they all come together and make an image. That's how you do. Faith is the material, the substance that creates. It's the, but he said this, he said it's the blueprint. It's the little dots coming together. Remember when the kids were in the back, used to go, go to one. They got a bunch of dots on the page. One to two to three to four to five. Next thing you know, it's a frog or something. You know what I'm saying. It comes together when you connect the dots. Come on. It's, this is going to come together. Look, he said, and then, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness to the light, that he was a true light, which lighted every man that cometh in the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. I mean, light. Keep saying light. He was not that light. Who was not that light? John was not that light, but he bare witness of the light. Who was the light? Jesus was the light. That was the true light, Jesus. And he lighted every man. It means he gave you illumination. My God in heaven, if you could put your light, if you could put that word in front of you, you could become it. My God in heaven, you better see this, right? Watch this. Watch. He gave the power to become the sons of God to every man that what? Believes. Look what it says here in his 2 Corinthians. Could we go there? Wasn't that 2 Corinthians 4? I'm going to give you this. You better get this. You got to pull it in, okay? You better see this thing now. I know you can. I gave you, I gave you, I gave you, I gave you the ready, quick, set, go version, but you better run with this. I gave you the same thing 9 o'clock. Watch this. But if our, read this with me. But if our gospel is hid, it is hidden that are lost. Now, you ain't lost, but watch what he does. In whom the God of this world, the devil, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. See that right there? See that right there? He got these people blind, man. He don't want them to see. Because if the light of this glorious gospel could shine unto them, what will happen? Look at this. 
He doesn't want the light of this glorious gospel to shine of Christ, who is the image of God, and doesn't want you to see it. So here's what he says. Just watch this. When you're trapped in, the Bible said in Luke and all over the place, they were trapped in darkness and they couldn't see. People that are trapped in situations don't have no light to see something different. So watch this. Broke people got no light. Sick people don't got light in that area. Marriage jacked up, don't have no life. Grief, trapped with no light. You could play, trapped with no light. Trapped with no light. Mind, you wake up in depression. What do people say that are in depression? It's like it's dark all over. It's gloomy. I can't, I can't get no light. Can't get light. Got to get the light. Got to get the light. Where's light? Light's in that word. Now watch this now. Now here's the secret of how to do it now. You better listen. There ain't no other way around it. And listen to me, young people. Don't you listen to nobody. Listen to what I'm telling you. You cannot change without the system of God. It doesn't last. You got people addicted, and they want to go to rehab 400 times. I don't care. You ain't going to get free until stuff happens. You want to know what it is? It ain't going to happen because you went to rehab. Give me a break. I, had, I, spat, I sat with the best dope smokers you've ever seen in your life. I'm not proud of it, but I had, tried to help them. I helped them, a couple of them. I said, here's the deal. I said, free will. Once you give up your will, God will do anything you believe. But if you don't set up your will, he can't give you the strength. That's how you do it. You got to go there and just say, I quit. That's it. You can't. You got to get an inside. But once you get that word, anybody can get free from anything. I'm being serious with you. You understand this? I'm not picking on you. I'm telling you how it works. You got to put that word in there. That word made you clean. That word will make you free. Now, this is what I need to see. How do I do it? Here's how you do it. He told Joshua in Joshua 1 8, he said, Meditate there in this book of the law. Don't let it depart out of your mouth. But he meditate therein day and night. He said, Don't let this book of the law, right? Put it in your eye, put it in your ear, put it in your mouth, put it in your eye, put it in your ear, put it in your mouth. So this is what you got to do. Here's what you got to do with the word. You got to go get those promises and you got to do this. You got to put it in your eyes. You got to put it in your eye, you got to put it in your ear, you got to put it in your mouth, you get it in your heart. You put it in your eye, you put it in your ear, you put it in your mouth, you get it in your heart. How do I get it in my heart? I got to get it in my heart because I, I put it in my mouth and I put it in my ear and I put it in my eye. That's how you do it. You, you got to put it in my eye. I got to see it. I got to see it. I got to say it. I got to see it. I got to say it. I got to speak it. I got to see it in the word. I got to see it in the word. I got to see it in the word. And then I got to say it with my mouth. I got to say it with my mouth. I got to say it with my mouth. I got to see it my eye. I got to hear it in my ear. I got to say it with my mouth and I got to put it in my heart. I put it in my mouth. I get it in my eye. I get it in my ear and I put it in my heart. That's how you do it. And there ain't no other way. The Bible said my tongue is as the pen of a ready writer and I write upon the tablets of my heart. You got to speak it. You got to find it. You got to see it. You got to hear it out of your mouth in your ear. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing. And you got to put it in your heart. How do I put it in my heart? I speak it out of my mouth. And the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. You got to put this word in your mouth. Amen? Come on, do this with me right now. Just close your eyes where you're sitting. They're going to come. They're going to help bail me out today. Hallelujah. I love you enough to tell you the truth. This is how it works. There ain't no other way around it. Don't try to think there is because there isn't. Amen? So come on, just close your eyes right now. Say this prayer with me. If you're watching right now, they're going to finish up everything. They got announcements. They got some other thing. You're sneaky around here, but let them do their thing. Praise the Lord. Father, I thank you for each and every person listening at the sound of my voice. I know you got change and transformation taking place for their life. I believe it and we expect God's greater blessed coming upon them each and every day. And God, let them see these promises work sure and steadfast for everything they're believing. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, give them your attention. Glory to God. They got this thing. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.